please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hi, it's Greg McIntyre, estate planning and elder law attorney. This is the Elder Law Report. I have a special Elder Law Report here for you today. I'm pleased to bring you attorney Samantha Gordon, who is a phenomenally bright, brilliant attorney with our office to talk about women's issues in estate planning. Sam, why should people, women in particular, be concerned about women's issues in estate planning? I think that there are three main reasons why women should be concerned about estate planning. Specifically, they live longer. They have longer life expectancies, typically 10 years than they do men, their counterparts. Those guys check out early. Yes, you do. Statistically. Sometimes earlier. And then there's another reason if they're the caretaker of their family. The family runs because of them. Mm -hmm. So they really need to consider that with their estate plan. And then lastly, a lot of women put their careers on hold or Mm -hmm. don't pursue their careers because they're taking care of their children Mm -hmm. or they're taking care of their family or they're taking care of their parents. Sure. So that's something that they really need to think about. If something were to happen to them or to their spouse, what's going to happen to their families? So that is reality. These are the issues that we're dealing with, okay? There's a reason why our target is a 57-year-old female because yeah. of those reasons, right? So, so take those. can you take those individually and tell us what are the, those issues, you know, how as an estate planning and elder law attorney Do you apply planning specific to women when they come in your office and they sit with you? Sure. So first I ask if they're married, how many children they have, um, is their husband going to come to the appointment? Mm Because a lot of the times I have wives sitting in my appointment with me and their husbands are absent. Really to do they don't this, even come to the appointment. They don't even come to the appointment. So really yeah. to do that appointment, it's very important that both spouses are involved. So sometimes we'll have the husband hop in virtually if available, or you know just making sure they're both involved. Um, a lot of the times also it's figuring out who is the breadwinner in the family, who handles the finances. And I do have wives that come in. You know traditionally. It's the husband who's the breadwinner and the wife is taking care of the kids. But I have wives that come in and they're the breadwinner and they're the one that's really thinking about, I handle the finances, my husband may be home or does work, but I'm the breadwinner. How am I going to make sure that my family's taken care of? So a lot of those background questions are very important to actually try and figure out what type of state plan is going to be good for them. It's not a one-size-fits-all type of thing. So you really need to get down to their background, what their goals are, and then really figuring out why they're here and what they need. Sure. So bringing your spouse to the appointment, that would be helpful. Certainly involving them, talking to them. I think as a man, uh, knowing a little bit more of that mind, um, I think coming to grips with your own mortality yes. could be an issue. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something out of ego or something like that, mm-hmm. where you really have to face your own mortality. Uh, maybe it's, there's a little taboo there, just like that, just as far as thinking, okay, if I do my will, for example, is a statement I hear, then like I'm going to, or if my dad does his will or my husband does his will and mm-hmm. thinks about that, like he, he thinks it's gonna somehow bring about his death or something, mm-hmm. or like, you know, that's not a thing, yeah. right? You know, yeah, I want, yeah. you know, really it's bringing about potential tragedy or tough times or emergency situations if we don't plan and we leave our families in a lurch with no plan. Yeah, right? it's really taking yeah. the burden off of your family as well. It's also taking 
you know, away a possibility of litigation because there's not a clear plan in place that actually says what this person wanted to happen. So I've talked about that a lot lately um, in relation to some other things. It's, you know, when you don't talk about the uncomfortable things that you need to talk about, it leaves confusion for everybody else. When you don't lay clear plans and legal documents like last will and testaments, trust, general durable powers of attorney where you appoint agents and you talk to them about their role and duty, healthcare powers of attorney. When you don't do that, you really leave confusion for everyone else. And what results in that many times, I would say the majority of the litigation cases that we take on are a result of lack of communication, clarity, and a failure to put that down in writing in a way that is drafted tight, right, legal in that state, um, under North Carolina law, uh, and you've really been clear about what you want to do with your assets and how things work. Mm -hmm. It leaves a lot of wiggle room for family members to argue. It sets them up for confusion. And what comes out of confusion? Mistrust. What comes out of mistrust? Drama. That's the stages, okay? It's exactly how it works. I know a business coach that I work with, Bob Demers, has taught me that for years, and after 13 years of working with him, I finally got it, Bob. You would be <laughs> proud, okay? But that's exactly what we see in our uh, litigation department all the time. Yeah. And I think maybe, and why are, why are the women of the household, or, you know, obviously single women that are in charge, that's, you know, but, you know, let's say if you're a married female, uh, why are you... Uh, the one that really takes action. Like, like I, I think you've hit on some of that. Maybe isn't scared as much of their own mortality or just maybe just sees the situation more and is faced with that reality. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't know. I'm trying think, to think of what well, that women is are, that really I think motivates. it's because women are awesome. That's why. Because women are awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I Number one, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, number two, um, I think there's there's definitely some reason, something to that, though, why they are willing. There has to be like a threshold of activation. Mm -hmm. There would be a threshold of activation for a man to engage. I don't think women have that. There's threshold. a threshold of activation for a woman. I to think engage. it's just innately within us to. It's activate. just more built in. Yeah, it's just more built in. Okay. To activate, I okay. think that if something happens with our children, something happens with our parents, I think that innately we have that caretaker. Um, trait within us to just is activate fear them. an element of that as well. I do think, think. Yeah. I do think yeah. fear. I think that women like paying attention to how you feel. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I think, also think that could be at the core of it. Is that women are maybe a little bit more used to culturally being in touch with their feelings and expressing those. Yes, maybe. but I also think yeah. that we look into the future a lot more okay. than men do. I think men live more in the present, whereas okay. women can look into the future. So they're thinking about, oh, you know, I'm at my kid's soccer team game. This is great. What happens if, like, I, we got into a car accident on the way here? You know, like, they think about those things, and then they also think about Me, the future. Me, I'm just speeding with You're no just speeding, like, belt. I got to go, we gotta and I'm late. There. Yeah, like, I got to go. wife's in the car, <laughs> yeah. like, like, she's, like, holding on, like, what are you doing? The kids are in the back, hair blowing back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I just think that women just have that within them to look right. into the future, make sure that things are being taken care of. Um, you know, I personally have four-legged children, but my friends that do have children, um, they, you know, 
I see my friends, my, they're women, and it just amazes me what they're able to do. And I've had a lot of my friends come to me and ask me questions like, hey, something happens to me. Who's my child's guardian? Like, I have no idea what would happen. And I don't think that my husband would be able to do what I do right now. Handling a job, juggling the kids. Yeah, with everything that's yeah. going on. So, yeah, yeah, there's roles and responsibilities. Yeah. I think in life we do get put in these cultural roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, yeah. right? But but just you know the norm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that yeah, that puts us in different life roles and different perspectives. Yeah. So, uh, man, step up, start planning, looking at the future, and uh, with the reality being that the majority of women. Are, are taking on that role as caregiver and looking for that. Yeah. Um, I also yeah. think to the point of a single mom or uh, maybe someone that doesn't have kids. So, for example, for a single mom, if that individual does not have someone else that's out there that has custody of that child, parental rights are terminated, there's a situation where they're just really the only parent, that's even more of a reason to have some type of documents in place to make sure that that child or children is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then even if you're single and you don't have kids, if you have a dog like me, I have two, you know, making sure that what's going to happen to those dogs. Pet trust. Pet trust. Yes, exactly. Which you could you have know, as testamentary trust within a will. Correct. Or a separate trust just yep. for your pets. And you name a caregiver that's going to take sure. care of your pets. And whatever and you pets put, you have at the time. Correct. Right. And you can allocate money to make sure that they're taken care of. Yes. Um, making sure that, you know, they have their vet there information. Health care, insurance plans for pets. There's yep. all kinds of things. I have that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And also making sure that if you are single, you do not have children. If you get into a car accident, who's going to the hospital and making medical decisions for you? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be your parents? If you do not have parents around, who's going to do that for you? You know, having these documents in place for a possibility of a tragedy is just very important to make sure that someone has legal authority to make those decisions for you. And then also making sure that things are going to be taken care of. Because if not, everything freezes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you're to a point, if something happens to your husband, there's a stroke, a fall, an accident, he's in the hospital, needs extensive care, maybe incapacitated or incompetent for an extended period of time, it sticks the wife or a spouse, you know, or, you know, yeah. a mother of children, things like that, in a position where there's no access to funds that are just allocated to him. And, and there's this huge misconception out there that because I'm his wife or I'm a spouse, yep. that I have access to those assets. You do not have access nope to 401ks or individual retirement accounts, IRAs. You might be a beneficiary, but that doesn't activate until somebody dies. Mm -hmm. So that's stuck. You can't take out a home equity loan to fix the house, pay for care, whatever you needed to do. You couldn't sell the house because it takes both of you to sign the deed or the deed of trust that you would sign along with the bank note to get a loan. You're just really stuck with real estate, any accounts, that are specifically allocated to your spouse. Mm -hmm. And that's a tough position to be in. So what people don't realize is that a large part of estate planning is not about after you're dead or gone. It's, you know, it's about caring about yourself and us caring about you during your life and how to manage that Mm -hmm. to, to give you flexible options, even to engage in protective planning if you've yet to do so. Mm Right? There's so many aspects of that. I think so. it's also making sure that the right person is going to be in charge. 
So if something were to happen to you and your spouse, you're driving to the soccer game and something happens to both of you in the hospital, who is managing your finances for you? If you have minor children, it's not going to be your children. Is it going to be your sister that you haven't talked to in 10 years? Is it going to be someone that you've pre-planned in a document to make sure that they have the legal authority to make those decisions? You know, those are also just things that we don't sometimes think about wanting to make sure that the right person has the legal authority to make those decisions. Yeah, or else you're relegated to Guardian. maybe fighting other family members mm-hmm. for guardianship or the state, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, DSS yeah. as to who in the court system for who should be in charge of this person's money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a tough situation to be in. Yeah. Um, you can avoid that, though, very easily. Very it's easily. very minimally invasive <laughs> to do that. And, and, and cost inexpensive, effective. <laughs> cost effective to get that done. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. Well, I, you know, is there anything else that you want to put out? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will be hosting a girls' night um, that will be starting in 2024. It is a sip and plan seminar. I'm very excited. Um, we are going to sip and talk about estate planning, estate administration, and how to ensure that women specifically protect their assets. I'm very excited to be doing that. Sam, thank you for a very, very compelling and interesting Elder Law Report today. Um, Stay tuned next week for another interesting topic on the Elder Law Report. See you soon. Thanks. Visit mcelderlaw.com slash women. To learn more, (laughs) there's a great guide that Sam's written on women's issues in estate planning. Learn more about that Sip and Plan event, and it's just a really cool place for information for women in estate planning. See you there. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Foundational planning or more complex. We can help when you're perplexed. If a loved one needs long-term care, we can help avoid some of the scare. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Estate planning benefits and even probate. We take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can help with benefits for your family. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law.